It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's draft week, everybody. Oh, my goodness gracious. Here we are on a Monday, April 20th and a Tuesday, April 21st. Matt Derry with you, Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Guests plenty all week. And then on Thursday, we'll do the evening edition of Locked On Lions following round one and just what your Detroit Lions did And it's our final mock draft Monday. We'll tell you what Peter King says at ProFootballTalk.com in his piece today about Lions trading back and the Lions acquiring a pick that I think for some fans wouldn't be good enough. But I'll explain why I think it is okay coming up in a second here. Jim Nagy, our very good friend, love this guy, the Michigan native from the Senior Bowl and also now a draft analyst for both ESPN TV and ESPN Radio Going to join me in a few minutes here to talk about all things Lions, where they should go, all the players that the Lions looked at at the Senior Bowl, first round, second round. We'll do all that with uh, uh, Jim coming up momentarily. Find me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and of course, at Locked on Lions. And you can join us on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I, you know, We need sports. I know last night... Uh, the Last Dance was on, the Michael Jordan uh, documentary, and the Bulls documentary from 97-98, um, and, and that was exciting, and then everything else, but this this is this is awesome. It's draft week. Can the Lions get better? Can Bob Quinn pull this off? Can, can he trade back and still get Okuda? All those questions for, for Detroit and what they're going to do at, at number three. Uh, mock draft Monday. So... Today, if you read uh, the uh, Peter King piece uh, in his Football Morning in America column at Pro Football Talk and NBCSports.com, Joe Burrow, number one, Chase Young, number two. He has the Lions making a trade with Miami, and he has Justin Herbert being selected by the Dolphins at number three. He says that in his piece, King writes, whether Miami makes the trade or not, I think Miami and Detroit will make the same picks. I do think for the peace of mind and to prevent anyone from leapfrogging them, the Dolphins would be smart to deal the number 39 pick overall to Detroit to move up two slots here. Anyway, I don't know if Herbert's going to be Miami's pick. My pick is based on Miami choosing to go conservative here instead of trying to hit a triple in the gap by picking Tua. I don't know what he means by the line. He thinks the Lions are going to draft Herbert and then trade him to the highest bidder before the draft's over or before the first round's over? I don't know. Um, so he has the Lions making that deal and getting the 39th overall pick. So not getting either 18 or 26 from the Dolphins in exchange for moving up two spots, but rather number 39 and adding another second round pick. That might not be good enough for many of you. To me, I would take that uh, if I'm Detroit because at number five, they would still get Jeffrey Okuda because in this mock draft, uh, draft Tristan Wirfs, the tackle from Iowa, goes to the Giants at four. 
Uh, King writes, quote, not sure of the return for Detroit, but let's say Lions GM Bob Quinn deals the third overall pick for the 5th and 39th. Most Lions fans will scream and say Quinn should have gotten one of the other Miami first-rounders, either at 18 or 26. I'm going to ask you this, Lions fans. If I told you before the draft that you could exit the weekend with cornerback one with your first pick, Okuda, running back three, Jonathan Taylor, in the second round, and guard one, Louisiana's Robert Hunt in the third, would you be doing cartwheels about that? Acquiring the 39th overall pick while still ensuring you'd get the corner you would want likely would allow that. Well, hey, I, I you know, I, you know, I, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, if you talked about Okuda, Taylor, and Hunt, that would be all right. You'd have your starting guard. You'd have a running back to push carry on Johnson. Although, you know, I, I still want Williams Hilaire from, from, from LSU, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but you'd get Okuda. You'd be adding a pick. You'd be trading back, but you'd still be getting Okuda. And, you know, we sit here on Monday. That, to me, is the best player for Detroit right now and the biggest need. And I know people are going to say, oh, you don't need a corner. What about Isaiah Simmons? What about Derek Brown? And we'll ask Jim about it uh, in a second. But I think Okuda fits what this team does. And I'm sorry I'm not in this camp that C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida, is as good as Okuda. I'm not buying it. Okuda's better player. Henderson's good. But what if Bob Quinn drafts another corner from Florida? You guys are going to go nuts. Nuts. All right, let's do this next. We are going to talk to Jim Nagy, our guy from the Senior Bowl and now ESPN Draft Analyst on ESPN Radio and on ESPN TV. He'll be on Get Up this week, among other shows. He's coming up next. Who will the Lions take in Jim's mind at number three? And who's better, Okuda or Henderson? Find out next with Jim right here on Locked On Lions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This guy's been everywhere this week. ESPN, ESPN Radio, of course, the Senior Director, Executive Director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Our buddy Jim Nagy giving us a couple minutes here on Locked On Lions. Uh, James, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Matt. Hope everything's uh, doing well up there in Michigan. Hanging in, my friend. Uh, all right, so here we are. It's it's the week of the draft. Big, big draft for Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia and the Lions. They sit at number three right now. W- what do you think is going to happen Thursday night, first and foremost, when it comes to Detroit? You know, if I, if I were them, I, I would be trying to move back. I mean, it's easier said than done sometimes. Um, but if they could move back, even like Miami makes a lot of sense if – if Miami's worried about someone jumping in with making, you know, making a deal with with the Giants to to get ahead of them at four, uh, if I was Brian Flores, I would I'd be trying to rely on that relationship with with Matt and Bob from my New England days and getting a deal done with them um, to move up. And even even if that would, you know, if I'm the Lions, if I could even add a, you know, some day two pick out of that, it's worth moving back a couple spots and and you know getting a player like Jeffrey Okuda, probably the guy they're going to take anyway. Um, so that's that's the route I would go. 
When it comes to the Okuda pick, certainly I think a home run for Bob would be to trade back and still get him, whether it's at five or six. He'd be gone after that. Uh, do you feel the same way? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are some differing opinions in the league. There's some teams that have C.J. Henderson a little higher. I'm not exactly sure what kind of coverages, uh, you know, Matty Patricia is, is running out there. But, you know, teams that team, more press man teams like Okuda more. Um, teams that play more off man, they're, they're more Henderson, uh, but they're both going to be really good players. They're both, you know, depending on the scheme, they both have chance to be elite cover guys. So, I mean, it'd be it'd be a really solid pick. They got to replace Slay somewhere. You know, it's interesting, Jim, because I saw this in Peter King's column last week that there were there were a handful of GMs that actually had Henderson rated above Okuda. What, what do you think of that? Um, yeah, I mean that's consistent with what I'm hearing too. I mean, there's some teams that just. Uh, Love the athlete. You know, CJ's got unbelievable feet and reactiveness. He's, he's one of those guys that, you know, from an off-man perspective, I mean, he can just sit on routes and, and stay in a guy's hip pocket down the field and not have to use his hands. I mean, a lot of – I mean, you see it. A lot of guys leave college football nowadays. They're real handsy. They, You know, they just tug and grab all over the field and they get flagged a bunch. And CJ Henderson just has a calmness to him. He's got really easy speed. When he does get beat, he gets right back in the face. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense that – you know, if you're an off-man team, um, you're going to really like C.J. Henderson. You know, the, the difference on tape between the two guys is is Akuda's just more competitive. Uh, you know, he inserts more aggressively as a tackler and run support. Um, but talking to some people, like, they just feel like that wasn't really stressed at Florida. And I can just, I can just speak on my own experience in the NFL. Um, you can't do it all the time. I mean, you really got to look at it at case-by-case basis. But um, for the most part, DBs tackle a lot better, uh, or at least more, a lot more willingly in the pros than they do in college because uh, you know, it's more of a peer pressure factor. You know, you got to answer to guy, you got to answer to other grown men in the locker room, and uh, if you're not tackling and you're losing games, they're going that locker room's gonna get on you. So um, that's why teams don't have as many concerns about uh, Henderson's tackling as, as maybe some people in the media do. Mm, interesting, Jim Nagy with us from ESPN, and of course. The Senior Bowl. Let me ask you this, because you've been in these draft rooms. You know, here's Bob Quinn. He's drafted a Florida cornerback before and teased Tabor a few years ago, and it was an unmitigated disaster. Does that play a role at all? That if he were to, let's say, trade back, Okuda's gone, then they take Henderson later. Would that come up in his brain at all? It's like, oh, geez, I, I really swung and missed on the last Florida corner I took. Uh, it shouldn't, you know, it really shouldn't. I will say this though, from just from a former scouts perspective, I mean, you do get burned sometimes. I mean, there's certain schools, it's not this way anymore, but you know, I was really scared off by Clemson defensive linemen for a long time because they just, the bust rate was incredible. Um, none of those guys panned out. So there is a little bit of that sometimes, but you know, Tease Tabor, I remember that. I remember that draft. Um, Florida and Florida State had their pro days on the same day. So I went to Florida State, and uh, another one of our guys in Seattle went to Florida, and T's table ran a four seven eight forty. And in Florida State had a, a offensive tackle named Roderick Johnson on yeah. the same day, and he ran four seven nine, like three hundred and ten pounds. So, uh, yeah, I mean that 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 was kind of a head scratcher pick for me when they made it, just because you know Tease couldn't run, and you saw that on tape. I mean, he just he, he couldn't run. All right, so you're sitting there with the Lions at three. We already talked about Okuda a little bit, and I want to get to your thoughts on, on Brown and Simmons in a second, but. These teams that are moving up for quarterbacks, what are you what are you hearing about all the Tua talk with with the health and all of that? Yeah, 
mean, it's the teams are, are looking at it um, with probably more of a critical eye than the media. I mean, it's easy for us to sit in the media and say, oh, yeah, we take the guy, but we're not the ones that have to walk into, you know, um, Mr. Ross's office in Miami and tell him we're going to spend $25 million of his dollars on a quarterback that might be broken in half a year, you know. So um, they're taking it really seriously, and it's not just, it's not just the hip. Um, there's a, there's, you know, a growing list of injuries over to his time. And then when you watch the tape, the dude takes a lot of heavy contact. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see where he, where he ends up going. Um, you know, Justin Herbert is, is a guy that a lot of teams really, really like the upside. You know, they see a guy that hasn't been worked with a lot. He, you know, three different offenses at Oregon. This year's offense really didn't really didn't suit him very well. Didn't wasn't playing with um, you know a very good supporting cast this year, and he really he really carried that team. You know, that hasn't been the narrative. But when when we went back and watched the Oregon tape um, after the Senior Bowl game and really focused on Justin, I mean, he really carried that Oregon team. And Mario Cristobal is a really good recruiter, and he'll get that talent you know, he'll get that talent level improved out there in Eugene. But what Justin had to play with this year, it, it wasn't great. So what teams are doing now, and you have to do this, it's that exercise, like what would Justin have looked like with Alabama's people around him? Or what would he have looked like with LSU's people around him? And and they're doing the same thing with Jordan Love, you know, because Jordan Love didn't have any NFL players around him. So, uh, yeah, the, the, where the quarterbacks end up is always kind of a storyline in every draft. But, to me this year it's even it's even more of a you know even more intriguing let me ask you this talking to jim Nagy from from espn does a fantastic job of the senior bowl always good with us here on locked on lions jim when you look at trading back let's say quinn pulls it off and he gets you know to five or six let's say he gets to six and okuda's get you know taken at five by whomever miami trades with and the Lions then are sitting with the, the choice of Isaiah Simmons or, 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 or Derek Brown. What, what would you do there? Uh, that's a tough one because they're both, both players are hard to find. Um, interior defensive linemen that can collapse the pocket and play on all three downs like Derek's going to be able to do are really hard to find. Um, you know, you guys had Indomitian Sue there for years. The guy just made the all-decade team. And to me, Derek Brown's a better prospect than Indomitian Sue. Wow. He, he, he just plays harder, man. He's just he, he was so disruptive this year in the, in the SEC. He's the same guy every single game you put on. Um, you know, just following social media, it doesn't sound like that'd be a real popular pick in Detroit. I don't understand why. I mean, the guy was – I mean, the guy was – unblockable most games in the sec and uh you know he is going to be a pat he is going to play on third down he's not just a run stuffer so if that's a narrative that people are listening to that's false um and he's a really high character guy football means a lot to him he plays his tail off um he made a big jump from last year to this year so he's still ascending like this guy hasn't this guy's not leveled off so he'd be a really good pick and you know the edge rushers are flashier and they're easy to see on tv but um you can't win in that league without guys that can you know pressure from the inside and get quarterbacks to move and uh those guys are a lot harder to find than the edge guys you usually got to be drafting high to find to get them so Derek Brown to me would be a good pick and then you know with Isaiah he's he's a really versatile guy as everyone knows he can he can play a lot of different spots um you know the value of him is that he gives you a lot of flexibility if you get in a situation once you get into the year where you have some roster attrition which which happens all the time I was talking to a, a coach the other day that they had 
like 32% of their opening day roster was on IR at the end of the year. So you're basically turning over a third of your roster as the season goes through. So, you know, if you get in that situation, you can just move Isaiah around from, you know, strong safety to will linebacker, however you want to use him. You play him multiple spots. So, but the thing you got to think about there is, um, I was talking to a guy the other day. I threw this, I threw this hypothetical out to him. Yeah. Why, why is Isaiah Simmons being talked about in the top five with Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois, who the Lions staff had in Mobile? Why is he being talked as like an early second, maybe squeezing the late first, but, you know, would probably be there for the Lions picking the second. Why are they like a round or more apart when, um, Simmons is 6'4. Chin six three and a half. Simmons is two thirty eight. Um, Chin is like two twenty two. So there's like sixteen pounds difference. But uh, you know, and Simmons ran four three eight. Chin was four four five. Simmons was thirty nine vertical. Chin was forty one. Um, and then the broad jump. Um, Simmons was eleven, and and uh, Chin was eleven six. So, and my point to him was. So the, when you talk to coaches in the league, the one thing they wouldn't want to do with with Isaiah Simmons is get him matched in man coverage against wideouts. You just you, that's not something they're comfortable with him doing, even though he's very uh, very versatile. Where the first tape we put on for Jeremy Chin for the Senior Bowl eval last spring, like this time a year ago, he was playing against Ole Miss and he's in man coverage against AJ Brown, who just had a phenomenal rookie year for the Titans, and Jeremy had a great game against him. Like that's what really that's. I mean, I didn't even care what he played like this year. Like he was coming to the senior bowl just based off that one game and what he did against AJ Brown. So, um, you know, and Simmons had four career interceptions, Chin had 13. So like you could almost get debatably the same guy. Um, if you're the lions, you could go Derek Brown and then take Chin at the top of the second or take Okuda and follow up with Chin and get a very Isaiah Simmons like player. And the guy that I posed that question to, why are those two so far apart? He's like, one guy played at Clemson, one guy played at Southern Illinois. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah but, the, the, but the guy that went to Southern Illinois also went to the Senior Bowl and played against the best people in the country for a week. And he's like, exactly. He's like, I hear you. He goes, but that's that's the only thing I can tell you <laughs> is the helmet. Um, so so there are there will be, long-windedly, long there will be other options for Detroit if they want to address like an Isaiah Simmons-type player. I don't think they would have to take him there in the top ten. you got a really similar player in Jeremy Chin who probably has more corner versatility. I just that's an awesome answer. I, I just don't know if if the Lions are going to do that. I think there's there's bigger holes, uh, certainly like you said, along the D line, both interior and a, at the edge, and, and then the cornerback situation. And Bob Quinn has made it known he likes his linebackers. Christian Jones was extended. Jared Davis, for as poor as he's played, uh, they seem to like him. Then you got Jamie Collins and Jelani Tavai, who they picked in the second round last year. So. To me, yeah, when, I'm a big Tavai fan. He's a good player. Yeah, I, I think he's coming on. So I don't know if necessarily Simmons would be a fit there. All right, we come back. I, I want to talk to Jim about round two, day two, and what the Lions might do. Jim Nagy with us on Locked on Lions. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
I'm Matt Derry with Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl and ESPN. You'll hear him on ESPN Radio. You'll see him all over ESPN this week. All right, Jim, when you look at uh, day two and what the Lions could do, let's say they take Okuda uh, on Thursday. Then at Friday, of course, they'll be uh, right sitting there at 35. What what guys do you think might be there? You know, I, I like Matabike, the D lineman. Uh, some people have said Blacklock. If Cesar Ruiz somehow slipped, would the Lions take him? What what do you think of some of those names? Uh, yeah, those guys are all good players. I mean, I, I really like Marlon Davidson from Auburn. You know, Derek Brown got all the, the fanfare this year, and as he should. He had a great year. Um, but Marlon really stepped up this year as well. Um, and what I like about Marlon, he's really versatile. They could they could use him all up and down the front, um, you know, especially situationally. You know, he could he can give you a rush off the edge as a big man, but he can also move inside. Uh, really athletic. I think Marlon just needs to you know get somewhere and let them. They need to figure out what what he's going to be because he was 293 or 297 here at the senior bowl and then he was like he was 10 pounds heavier so he was like 297 up to 307 at the combine he played in the 280s as a junior um and just really a really good athlete you know and he's and again he's another guy that, that that's continuing to get better um caesar ruiz is a really good player there's no doubt about that um, but there's other good center options i don't know if you'd have to go caesar right away i actually like lloyd cushenberry from lsu um a little bit better than than Ruiz. Matt Hennessy from Temple is going to be a really good player in the league. A lot of a lot of teams have him number one on their board at center. So there's like th- those three centers. Those three guys are all going to be longtime starters at center. Um, I just like Cushenberry a little more because he's really unusual. He's got like an 83 plus wingspan, which for a center I've never done a center that long. So in terms of like protecting the a gaps. Um, he's really good at it, and he can really anchor. Um, he did a great job in, in the Senior Bowl against against uh, Javon Kinlaw. He was really the only one that could hold his own physically against Javon Kinlaw all week. So, um, and, re- and a real high character guy. So th- those guys are options. And then, you know, if you're looking upgrade pass rush, like you mentioned in the last segment, I mean, a guy that really stood out. It, it looked like they were taking a liking to, and the Lions were down here was Bradley and I from Utah. Uh, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, all-time leader in sacks out there for the Utes. Um, very similar to Nick Bosa from last year in the sense that he really wins with his technique and his motor. Um, you know, Bosa's not the most explosive guy off the ball, but he's so good with his hands and he's relentless. And uh, and and Bradley is very similar. You know, Bradley's just one of those guys. He knows how to rush the passer. Um, it sounds it sounds real simplistic, but some guys just do. Some guys do, and some guys don't. Um, they've got all the tools in the world. They don't know how to set up moves. They don't know how to counter pressure. Um, you know, there's a lot of things like that. So um, Bradley, to me, is a guy that can transition quickly. And then, you know, right in your backyard, uh, Kenny Willekes is a guy that, uh, you know, we, we brought him to the Senior Bowl, and he's a better player than I than I thought he was just watching him on tape and, hmm. and his practice habits. And, you know, he had two sacks in the game down here. I can imagine, because um, Michigan State, under under D'Antonio, they wouldn't let scouts watch practice. Um, so that hurts a guy like Kenny Willekes. And, and to have him down here in Mobile and see how he practiced every day with that effort, um, he's the hardest-playing guy I saw all year, um, regardless of position. And and to see him down here during the Senior Bowl week, I can't imagine you know the Lions wouldn't have coached that guy for the week and not wanted him on their team um, because he's just he's infectious. Like his energy, he's going to raise the level of everyone on the team, whatever team he's on. And uh, I just think it would be a really cool pick having a Grand Rapids guy um, – you know, Michigan State guy in the Lions. 
Let's say I, I love that pick. Let's say the Lions do trade back. They maybe they make a move with Miami. Peter King had said today maybe they just add thirty nine so they get an extra second. That could mean a, a running back there. You know, high second round, mid second round. A- any names pop up for you that that maybe could be Detroit fits as they add to the ground game? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be the usual suspects. It's going to be J.K. Dobbins, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor. My favorite one in the draft is is LSU's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, he's, uh, you know, still got a lot of tread left on his tire. Wasn't even a starter last year. You know, everything's made about Joe Burrow making this meteoric rise. And in the, you know, the ironic thing is when you go back and look at 18 tape, um, they got a lot better around Joe than they got better around Joe than he got, than he improved himself, actually. Um, and one of the reasons was Edwards Alaire was on the bench. You know, they had Nick Brosette was their starting running back a year ago. And, and Edwards Alaire was kind of just, you know, a, a rotational player, kind of a um, change of pace guy for him. But he's, you know, to me, he's got the ideal running back body. He's kind of that sawed off guy, really low to the ground. I mean, I trust me, I'm not comparing him to Barry, but everyone remembers like, <laughs> Barry, didn't give, Barry didn't give you anything to hit. And uh, and this kid's this kid's similar, you know. He's, he's so low to the ground. He's got such good contact balance, and he can power through contact, and he can make you miss. So he's, he can he can beat you both ways. And that's that's really a cool trait. And then he's he's really good in the pass game. Um, I saw LSU play twice this fall. He is really comfortable out of the backfield. He's got really nice hands. He can make people miss in space and make things happen in space. So um, to me, he's going to be a really really good NFL back. Uh, you know, top of the league type back for some team. And, uh, and again, like he's, you know, you, you always want to find guys like Josh Jacobs a year ago who, you know, didn't, who didn't start at Alabama or you go back to Alvin Kamara didn't even start at Tennessee. You look for those situations where guys still have a lot of carries left. And, and Edwards Allaire is one of those guys. And I just, I just, as a three down player, um, I like him better than all those other guys. Jim Nagy from ESPN, you are the best. We'll uh, talk to you after the draft uh, if I can bug you one last time. <laughs> Sounds good, Matt. Enjoy the draft, man. I'll talk to you later. You got it. There he is, Jim Nagy, with us from ESPN. That's the Monday edition of Locked On Lions. We'll be here all week and, of course, with you Thursday after round one right here on Locked On Lions. Take care. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.